Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. I'm Aminatu So. <laughs> and I'm Anne Friedman. Big pause there, boo. What's so funny? <laughs> What's so funny? I just, I feel like every time I'm like, who am I? Like, pause, like, you know, I don't know. You can do something a, min- a bajillion times and it still feels like if your brain is not in the right place, like, is this is this correct? It's like entering your ATM password or something where you're like, I should know this, but then one day out of 20, you forget it. Oh, man. Speaking of, I had to fill out uh, a W-9 recently and uh, for a thing that we're doing together. But because, you know, like we are LLCs, I have not filled out a W-9 as like myself in a long time. <laughs> and this time I had to. Long story short, and I went into a frenzy not remembering the last four digits of my social security number, <laughs> which are the ones, Those are which the are important the ones, ones that everyone remembers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, it's wild that I remember the first like numbers, but I don't remember these last four. And I just sat there and I kept entering the last four of my phone number. And I was like, surely this <laughs> cannot be it, but truly had a meltdown over it. And then it turns out I don't know where my social security card is in my house because the last time I found it, I put it in a safe place, you know, <laughs> so it's in the safe place. But who knows where that is? Uh. Um, yeah. That's a that has that's what caused me to spiral like this week already. You know how some movie trailers have a line like "Forget everything you thought you knew about whatever." I feel like uh, twenty twenty has been that, but then there's no like great plot reveal. It's just forget everything you thought you knew, and then there's like no <laughs> like here's the exciting what's next. It's just like whoops, and the last oh, four digits of your gosh. social fully fit with that. <laughs> yeah, fully the last four digits of. My my social it turns out are not the last four digits of my phone number but you know um good luck to everyone with that okay welcome to this week <laughs> it is our last episode of 2020 that's what's happening today ow ow <laughs> i am psyched she wolf she wolf howl for the last episode of this show until 2021 uh Like, mentally, I'm still on, like, March 11th. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're frozen in amber on March 11th. (laughs) Yeah, like, I still remember watching, I think it was The View that morning, specifically, where, uh, like, uh, the audience, there was no audience. And I was like, oh, man, this coronavirus thing. Like, I guess it's real. And then I went to the Aesop store. I was in L.A., and I went to Aesop, and they were out of my hand sanitizer. And I was like, okay. This is real. Like it has now <laughs> reached me in the like luxury hand sanitizer department. So I I just feel like I am still stuck in March somehow this this year. Or I mean like today I feel like I'm stuck in March and I don't know why all week it has felt that way. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I do not believe that the end of year is imminent because time has just been frozen all year. And I also just generally, even when it's not a pandemic, I really hate the like end of year 
dread that you're supposed to feel about like oh yeah like what's my like most listened to music what are my mo- like what's my top list what am i taking into the new year what am i not i was like the gregorian calendar does not apply to me so this year it feels like especially disorienting like i just don't know what we're supposed to do with all of this you know there's that meme where everyone just keeps saying like did you know that march is only in three months and you're supposed to flip out about it and anytime i see the meme or i hear someone say it out loud i am like truly disoriented for a couple of minutes and and then i you know and then mentally i'm back again in like march 11th 2020 and i don't know what time has been this entire year oh i mean you know i love the gregorian calendar because my birthday is early january so it aligns with my personal like time on this planet so therefore i I think i just got lucky calendar wise however i just want to say i love that we talk about this literally every year on this show the like we're like yes it's the end of the year and also we do not respect this calendar like every single year there is like some kind of comfort in that routine of like doesn't matter what happened uh in the past 12 months like we are we're gonna be here saying like i don't know maybe it's just the break that feels relevant because we take a good break at like this time of year and that feels like more present than whatever's happening with like the numbers on the calendar Can I tell you something really petty that I thought about, but your birthday is really putting like a a damper on this for me (laughs) is that some point in the last couple of weeks, I had this like very dark thought where, you know, my obsession with like fairness when things are bad, like when something sucks, I want it to suck equally for everyone. Right. That is just, (laughs) that's, that's how, that's the kind of parents that I'm going to be. I'm just like, it's bad for one person. It's going to be bad for everyone here. It's your, your most socialist tendency. Truly. (laughs) 100%. Like if things are not going well, like in a relationship, I'm like, does it suck for you as much as it sucks for me? Otherwise this is not fair. But one of my like darkest thoughts and like pettiest thoughts, like in the last couple of weeks has been, ah, Thank goodness the January, February, March babies are also going to have quarantine. <laughs> like, I was like, finally, everyone gets one in the in the quarantine. And then I remembered that last year, you know, we were writing a book during your birthday. And so you technically had a quarantine birthday. It's true. Makes me sad for you. It's you know, and, and very much the vibe was like, next year, we'll do it big. And uh, here we are. It's uh, as you know, it's March in three months. <laughs> and that's not that's not going to happen. But also I was watching um, I was watching one of the Operation Warp Speed, like a like a vaccine people on television. And he said probably we would be vaccinated sometime in May or June. And my first thought was literally, no, my birthday clock countdown <laughs> has been ruined. And so I'm telling you that this is where I'm at. Like I am spiraling. I am turning into a petty person and nothing matters anymore. This is what 2020 has done to me personally. Maybe we need to do a thing like on the back half of next year where like this was maybe not your experience in school, but like in my elementary school, there was sort of like a designated day for all the kids who had summer birthdays to like where we like sang happy birthday to all of them. And like, I oh, that's nice. We did not do that at French school. Yeah. We were just like, no, those kids are 
you're damaged. Like, you get a birthday in school or you do not get a birthday in school. I don't think it was like every single year, but definitely at some point in my childhood, I have a memory of doing this. And I feel like we need to do that for like, you essentially get to like hold on to like a, like an honorary unbirthday date. If you lost your birthday to a pandemic one or even two years in a row, you get to like play a birthday card at some point in the future and be like, no, everybody show up and eat this nice meal with me. Or like, no, I'm going to opt out of work today because I couldn't do that on my actual birthday or however it is you like to celebrate the fact that you have made it another year on this earth, which is really, you know, why I am such a birthday evangelist. I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to give myself a like unbirthday card for the back half of 2021. (laughs) I will say as someone who actually does not care about my birthday or rather I care to be left alone on my birthday not to be celebrated that your philosophy, your maximalist philosophy of you, ha- everything is an event that has to be celebrated. Um, this year, I've been really humbled by that. And I was like, you know what? Like next year or one day when we can celebrate again, I will care to celebrate in a small way, like things that happen because you never know that you will get a chance to celebrate them in the future. Oh my God, fully. Like, you know, like eat the food item that you've been saving for some special moment or like drink the bottle of wine you've been saving for a special moment, have the party, you know, all of that. I really, um, I have really appreciated the, like all of the live for today messaging that this pandemic has wrought. (laughs) Uh, I've definitely drank all the wine and champagne I was saving. And let me tell you, that was the best decision I made. That was like April. Uh, yeah, it's like me watching Tiger King drinking like hundreds of dollars <laughs> worth of wine. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There we go. I don't know. There we go. Maybe we'll have a book party. Oh. Um, maybe we'll do we'll do all the things. But um, you know, it's also it's also fine. Like I, there is like a really good catharsis to complaining about all of this. But if I am also really honest, there are some pandemic things that I think have been really meaningful to me. And I appreciate the like daily reminder that the busyness of the past life is like total bullshit. Like, okay, actually we like fill or rather I will only speak for me. Like I fill my life with calendar events and like reasons to be busy. And it's actually been really nice to be at home this year. Yeah. I was texting with a friend recently about how like 2020 has been a year that is like, it's not been the worst year of my life, like on a personal level, like you and I published this book, we did this incredible thing, like there have been many, many great and sweet moments of connection that I've had with people I care about, like life milestones, like great stuff, you know, and I think trying to hold that alongside everything that has been difficult and and also just plain weird about this year makes having some kind of conversation about like what did the past 12 months mean just feel like wholly impossible like you know it's it is impossible every year as we always point out but like even more impossible this year like it just seems so dumb to arbitrarily try to sum up the last several months of my life like what is even the point yeah i mean for me it's definitely been my healthiest year in over a decade and that is so wild that it's in the backdrop of a 
global pandemic, you know? Right, right, yeah. Like, I haven't even had, like, a common cold this year. I, like, that is a lifestyle I would like to take into the future. I'm like, please keep washing your hands. Please keep masking. (laughs) Please keep staying away from each other. Like, did you know you could just, like, live life with never having a cold? It's beautiful. Oh, of course Um, I have had a cold in 2020. So who knows what's, who knows where that came from? I was like, wow. Yeah. I I am really trying to not judge, but this is hard. Uh, (laughs) um, But, you know, at the same time, I think that, like, part of what has been like so intense about this year is being really confronted for me with my own privilege you know because it's really easy to be confronted with like all of the ways that you're marginalized I'm like oh yeah I could rattle those off (laughs) for days and frankly the pandemic has really exposed like the rot at like the heart of the American system and the heart of just so many things that are awful but at the same time it is this like really intense exploration and like understanding of oh like even in your own like small community um you know there are people who have and there are people who have not and even the fact that we can sit here and just you know talk about birthdays and like how you know like it's it's not been the hardest year of our lives and blah 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 I was like that is also like such a that is that is really like making my mind spin you know because it has been like such an unprecedented year of like suffering for so many people around the world and and trying to like hold all of those truths is also I think like for me is like very bewildering and it's very hard and you know and some of it is also like just very painful because what a fucking year we've had I know I know and and a lot of it for me too has meant like you know really trying to keep that truth present because like as as you say it's like yes people who are who I am in community with are having hands down one of the worst years of their lives right like it is not a mixed bag for them like things are really very very difficult and bleak and systemically um they have been completely failed right like like everything that um we are supposed to be doing collectively to support everyone in our community is like it 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 we're not doing it like and I think for me really confronting the gap between what I am able to do as an individual the ways I'm able to like you know take the all of the privilege and luck and resource that I have and put it back in like the kind of the the limitations of that honestly um in in such a systemically flawed and failing society is is something that I'm still working through and like the idea of like you know, there is no, there is no like singular right choice I can make to account for that fact. Like when we were talking about any issue is, is really difficult. You know, like this idea of like, oh, I can make piecemeal, smaller, better choices. I can make, you know, I can make investments of my time and money and resources. But like at the end of the day, this is a collective failure and it requires collective solutions. Like holding those truths together, both through the pandemic also through like, you know, a summer of Black Lives Matter protests, also through like the economic devastation and like what's happening to people who are not, you know, in comfortable, salaried, secure jobs. All of that stuff is really, um, I don't know, it's not that it wasn't top of mind in previous years. It's just that you're, you're 100% correct that it kind of grows ever starker as something that I am both continuing to work on and think about and also feeling wholly, wholly ill-equipped to address. 
Well, let's take a break. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go from there. There's nowhere to go from there. There's nowhere to be like, there's, there's no like, um, and here's the tip. Here's the way I found to combat systemic inequality and feel okay with the fact that like, I'm one of the winners in a deeply fucked up system. Like there's no like, here's a quick tip, you know, <laughs> like, What else do we have to talk about? I don't know. I'm still on break. Um, <laughs> mentally. Um. Okay. So if we acknowledge that this is, in fact, some kind of moment of transition, like maybe it's from a calendar year to another calendar year. Maybe it's just one side of a work break to another. Like we don't have to get into specifics. What is something that you want to carry with you to the other side? Oh, man, I was not prepared for the deep question, even though I knew it was coming. But the way that you said it just makes me feel like I can't say something superficial. <sighs> hmm. Okay, well, two things. The first thing that I really want to carry, here's my superficial one. And it's not really that superficial. So maybe it'll actually be just my one thing. I think I've talked about this on this podcast before. I started doing this like a couch to 5K running program this year and it has it's truly for like people who have never run before which is 100% me like the last time I ran I'm pretty sure it was the mile for the presidential fitness test you know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. a test that they should not make high schoolers take but anyone who wants to run for president should have to take like that's how I feel about the presidential fitness test I have I still have trauma from the v-sit did you have to do the v-sit part of it what is a v-sit oh my god it was like basically like you have to sit with like in you have to sit on the ground with your legs in like a V shape and see how far you can lean. It was like a flexibility test. And like for me, the least flexible human of all time, like I barely <laughs> I barely hinge. That that was like, you know, I mean like the montage of me doing president president's physical fitness is like me hanging with noodle arms from the pull-up bar. Like me like oh like my, barely yeah. sitting upright at the V sit. Like me walking the mile. Like that's what the montage looks like. I mean, it's truly the way that they do PE in high school is just cruel. And truly, like this ties into my like running journey. Like I the way that I have learned to explore fitness for myself this year, this is how PE had been taught to me when I was a teenager. It would not have been like a source of shame and pain and just like humiliation. (laughs) Like high school PE is just cruel and we like just should stop stop doing it the way that we're doing it or at least the way that they did it at my school. I don't know how they're doing it today. But um anyway, I started this like couch to 5k running program. It really is like you you walk and then you run whatever. There's like a million apps to do it. Like don't pay a single dollar for an app to do this unless you really want the pluses. All that happens is that someone in your ear tells you like run or walk. My favorite app is the one that is run by the um, the NHS in the UK because that voice is British and it's iconic every single time. Does it say run, <laughs> walk, alight here? Like what does it say? <laughs> yeah, it just says like, I'm not going to do a British accent because that's, 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 uh, you know, I'm baiting, that's, uh, you. I'm non- baiting you. It's not nice. But it just says like run, walk in a, in a very like a nice British voice. 
And there's like a million of these apps. And like I said, like, do not pay money for one. Just like do the thing. So it's three times a week you run until you can run a 5K. And I was highly dubious and skeptical that this thing would work because, you know, like rewind to presidential fitness test disaster. And I'm not going to lie to you. For me, it has been like really hard, but it's also been kind of fun, which has been surprising. Mm. And more than anything, it's my 30 minutes, three days a week where all I think about is like the next step that I'm going to take. A friend of mine who is like a very serious runner, like told me some, you know, like how, you know how the fitness people always have like the cheesiest quotes. They're always like every, it's like, you know, like what's that Wayne Gretzky quote that they're always telling you in school where they're like, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take like that stuff. Like nobody is cheesier than someone who knows like sports quotes. Like, and I'm always perpetually rolling my eyes at them. But this friend told me who's like a very serious runner. He was like, listen, even when I'm running, like he's like a serious marathoner. And he's like, even when I'm running all of these marathons, I'm only ever running like one mile at a time. He was like, all you have to focus on is like one mile. And he's like, and the time somehow like goes by faster and goes by easier and you're not like losing it completely. Um, This person is kind of a liar because it's hard (laughs) for me (laughs) at least. But I've really taken that mindset to heart of like, okay, every time I like bundle up because it's so cold right now. Shout out to your sister who gave me the best recommendation for layers is take it one mile at a time. And I'm usually out of my house between like 30 and 45 minutes, like three times a week, like trying to get this run in. And it has done wonders for my mental health. It has done wonders for my own sense of like tiny accomplishments. Like I don't remember the last time that I like really could not do something. And then I have seen myself like genuinely get better at it, even though I'm still so bad. And it makes me feel like I want to keep doing it. And that is a, like, I really, I don't ever want to be someone who calls myself a runner because those people are like, I like, I don't want to join those ranks, but I want to, I really want to feel that I can do this like three times a week for a really long time in my life. And it's such a good personal time. And for, for like that tiny amount of time, I always forget that we're in this like nightmare pandemic moment. It has been really meaningful time for me. You know, like, obviously, I'm like, I don't have kids. I don't have a, like, I don't have a big, like, demands in my life that take up, like, my time in, like, you know, in, like, the specific ways that people who are, um, you know, like, perhaps with family are. But I, I genuinely think that, like, carving out even the tiniest moment of time just for yourself where you can think about something that is about like your own discipline versus just everything else that is around you, that that is time that's very precious. And I, you know, and it doesn't have to be running for everyone. I'm like, it could literally be anything. And I really want that for everyone that I know, for them to just have these moments where you're like, okay, I'm just trying to get better at something. And even if I'm not the best at it, I genuinely enjoy the time that I spend doing it. And, you know, and, and I don't know. And there's, and for someone like me who is like very anxious and always stressed out about, like, I get really stressed out when I'm in like these deep mental health, like holes. And I have days where I do nothing, the like zero days where you do nothing at all. Um, 
there is something really nice about knowing, um, you know, that if you do even just like one tiny thing, it doesn't have to be meaningful that day. But over the course of your lifetime, it really adds up to improvement. Mm. And that has been like that has been like a good mindset shift for me. And I'm like, sure, like never going to run a marathon, but 100 percent like can move my body um, a little bit every day. And it makes me feel better. And uh, and I really appreciate the alone time that it brings me. So that's my thing I want to take into the new year. I have a question for you. Do you run in a mask? Yes. So I run in a mask. Because that's always seemed really I, uh, hard to me when you're breathing heavily. Like, like I always wonder about listen, people in the who summer, exercise. Yeah. In the summer, it sucks. There's also, like, I've tried every single, like, mask combination. I will say that the fitness companies, like, are making masks that are a little nicer. Um, so, like, Adidas, Nike, Under Armour, whatever. Like, I've tried all of them. In the summer, it was really awful. And I will not lie to you that sometimes I look around and if there's no one else on the trail next to me, I will take my mask off and just breathe <laughs> because I can't handle it. Um, and I notice that other people who are running are doing it too. But in the winter, here has been the twist. The, your own like nasty breath is like, like warms you up. <laughs> and so having the mask on in the winter is the reverse where I was like, I want to live inside this mask. It's disgusting, but it is warm. That feels like a metaphor for pandemic survival. She was warmed by her own breath, like fully. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's so sick. The logistics of it are maddening. Um, but it's fine. And like, I notice a lot of people run without mask or I notice the people who do what I do where they will like take them off. And then the minute someone else gets too close, they like put the mask back on and it's totally fine. It's annoying, but trust me, you're like worried about like a hundred other things. So I like to complain about the mask, but at the end of the day, the mask is not the reason that I'm like going faster or slower. Mm. I love that. Um, my my thing for I don't know the thing that I will be taking from this pandemic into the future is that this is this year is what it took for me to become a meal planner like a like a true and <laughs> devoted meal planner. Okay, some of this is about self concept. Like I like to think of myself as a kitchen freestyler. I'm like nothing brings me more joy than being like I have one bag of some vegetable that's like about to like expire. I have like my normal pantry stock and I have made like mm. an incredible delicious meal. Like it feels like magic to me, you know, like, like when people describe like making bread or whatever is like, Oh my God, it's like I made something out of nothing. That's how I feel with my like last ditch thrown together meals, which is to say like, I like a recipe as a suggestion, but historically have not really been into what am I cooking this week? Um, However, I feel like the doldrums of like every meal is, you know, more or less the same in that it's like eaten at home with only the people who live in my home. It's like not some event. It's 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 got much more of kind of like a routinized chore vibe for me than it has in the past. And so the the idea of like, okay, I'm actually going to pick five or six recipes. I'm going to shop for these five or six recipes and I'm going to put them all in a note and select from the note. Like, so it's all in an app. I pick from the app as if it is a menu. And I have to say that like, it has been a good way to enforce like eating different things for me. It is, it has been a real departure from my normal freestyling. And also I think it has resulted in less waste, you know, like if you're just winging it, like some things are going to fall between the cracks, you know, whereas if you're really planning it, it's like everything has its place in a, in a meal. So that has been one big 
shift for me. And I have my whole process of like, I save my recipes. They're on a Pinterest board so I can look at photos. And then I translate those to a shopping list. And then I duplicate it in a meal prep doc. Like it's got like (laughs) all of this supporting system for it. But yeah, I really, I think I'm going to be a meal planning person like going forward. (sighs) Whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes. Tell me. No, and then I have one more too because I feel like that's it's so 101. I'm like I really wish I had something interesting to tell you about that I pioneered this year, but I really am I am not a pioneer in any way shape or form in 2020. The other thing I did was I have replaced many of my kind of like recurring purchases with black owned businesses because one frustration that I have had is like I love seeing compiled lists of like here are here are black owned businesses that like make beautiful gift items or like make clothing or like things that make for a treat to self or like a really nice present for someone else. But like when I look at where I spend my money, I really am like, I'm giving my money to people who are like making coffee and household products and like things that are, um, that I just use no matter what else is happening in my world, like regardless of like a special moment. And so I really made an effort this year to go through a lot of those lists that people put together of like, hey, here are some great black owned businesses and be like, how can I set up a recurring subscription or like make this business part of my ongoing spending routine? And that has also been great. It has yielded so many new products that I would have not found otherwise. And yeah, so that's my other like taking it into 2021. I love this. I love this. I am still doing my Christmas shopping for the people on my list. So I feel that my next two weeks will be that because I probably will get done Christmas shopping on Christmas Day. And then I am going to do or I'm going to attempt to do nothing and really just rest and relax, like away from the computer, away from the phone. I'm trying to plan out um, all of my like newsletter posts and like all of the content I need to churn out now so that it's just sending. How are you going to be? Uh, spending your next two weeks? I mean, that's a good question. I am probably going to be settling. I just moved. So I will be like settling into like, where do I keep things in my linen closet? Like I recent, like I recently peeled off all the old shelf paper and I'm going to replace it. Like dumb stuff like that, that feels like not relaxing in front of the TV relaxing, but also a kind of like restorative away from work, concentrating on something small, I'm sure I will do a not insignificant amount of sewing while half watching TV I'm not that interested in, which is a favorite pastime, as you know. And yeah, I don't know. Eating. I make these spiced nuts every Christmas. Like, I'm really excited to make my nuts this year. (laughs) I'm really like, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to be like eating my like almond, like almonds glazed with maple and rosemary and like cayenne and like sewing and watching TV. That's the image. (laughs) iconic Ann Friedman like image I'm so into this for you Um, Spice Nuts is also a rom-com I would be happy to co-star in (laughs) listen you got it well happy holidays Ann Friedman happy holidays to Gina Delvac who puts this show together with so much love every single week happy holidays to everyone else on team CYG Bridget Jordan Laura and Carlyonce you really keep this place together and we cannot do it without you. And uh, I just feel really lucky that I get to work with every single one of you every week. It's true. It's true. Speaking of people we're taking into 2021 with us, all of these amazing humans. And yeah, I will see you on the internet in a new Gregorian calendar year.
<laughs> See you in January, um, where we get to do this all over again. <laughs> Countdown to the vaccine. Uh, oh my God. See you. <laughs> I, picture- I have never been excited for an injection before, but I am so thrilled. I was like, tell me where to line up. I don't care if we take it and then we sound like dolphins for a couple days because it doesn't work. I just want to feel like we did something. So let's do it. I'm I'm in line with you. Well, rather not with you, but I'm in line so I can be with you. That is where that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy holidays. You can find us many places on the internet, callyourgirlfriend.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all your favorite platforms. Subscribe, rate, review. You know the drill. You can call us back. You can leave a voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. You can email us, callyrgf at gmail.com. Our theme song is by Robin. Original music composed by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Our logos are by Kanisha Sneed. We're on Instagram and Twitter at callyrgf. Our producer is Jordan Bailey, and this podcast is produced by Gina Delvac.